Welcome to the Workplace Chameleon. This is Dr. Selena. Whew, we're 50 today. Okay, I'm actually 52 at the time of this recording, but this is podcast episode number 50. Woofda. All right. Thank you. Now, true story behind the scenes, pull back the curtain. Some of you've heard me say a little bit in episodes, or if we have talked, met face to face, I have struggled with this particular medium. I have been less than enthusiastic about it at some points. And yet every single time I hit record, I love it. And it's been interesting to me to hold both mindsets simultaneously. So if somebody that I know pretty well looks at me and says, hey, how's the podcast going? I have spent the last year and a half looking back at them and saying, "Mm, not in love with this. And I did that just a few months ago. And as I am confiding in her, now what she didn't know is was like she's the 30th, 30th, 40th, I don't know how many people I have told that to. I say to her, "Mm, not in love with this. And I heard the words and I looked at her face and I went, huh, I really need to change my words on that, don't I? She said, uh-huh, like, yeah, those words are reflecting a mindset that I am the only one that can change that. I know this. Amazingly, this is all related to our content for today. So I held both of those mindsets simultaneously Like, I want to do this. I love sharing. I love being able to reach out to people in other ways and support your efforts. I love that. And every time I hit record, I'm in. And yet, when asked, that's not what my response was. So how does that relate to what I want to share with you today? I want to focus our time, your investment of effort in listening to this, to the topic of change readiness. Now, when I speak to groups, one of the mantras that I have used for quite some time is change is going to happen. Change ready is a choice. And I ended episode 49 with that same sentiment, getting us ready for this episode That change readiness is the ability to continuously initiate and respond to change in ways that create a benefit. In our organizations, it might create an advantage. It might minimize some risk. It might help sustain performance. Yet, while balancing external and internal factors. In the change management workshops that I lead, I've always talked about change is the event. It's the process afterwards that is really hard. We announce a change happens on Monday. That's the event. It's the process of behavior that now adjusts and learns over time that becomes the process. So that is why 
many other experts out there who write and teach and train on change management will talk about it as a set of processes. Okay, so what does that have to do with our conversation today for change readiness? Well, anytime we go to implement a change effective Monday or an event coming up and even the process of change management, there are sets of conditions that have to be ready and in place for those to be as successful as they can. That is our change readiness platform. I believe it's a set of practices. At minimum, it's a mindset of how we will respond when change is knocking at our door. So on a scale from one to 10, one being low and 10 being not only willing and agile to adapt to change that comes your way, let's even call Tana seeking it out. Where do you fall on that scale of one to 10? You might say to me, it depends. It depends on what topic. It depends on how it's going to impact me. It depends. Well, we know that when we go through big changes together, we have to be clear about what has changed and what has not. We want to set specific goals and milestones to show early wins and progress. We want us to model what we expect from others because, again, people do what people see And if we can model that, explain it, then we can practice new behaviors together. I love those principles that when we're going through individual and or team change together, there are some core things we can consider as we go through that process from here to there to cross that gap from current state to future state. But what comes first? What comes before that stage to create the conditions so you are most ready to do that? There's so many great authors out there and thinkers around change management. Cotter and leading the change process would outline his eight steps for leading change. And we spent a lot of time working with them. Others would you know, talk about creating that sense of energy or urgency and bringing people into the conversation and creating that vision for change and engaging those right people. And there's a huge emphasis on the prep of the change so that then when we go out to communicate that, we then adjust and support it and walk others through the process and empowering action, we've already done our our thinking about what resistance will we likely see and how will we address it. So then once we're executing it, we're ready to take on those concerns or questions or potential resistance area obstacles. We try to make sure we're empowering people to do their best, creating some early quick wins because that 
I'm convinced when we get those, it gives us momentum for what comes next. When we celebrate milestones, even if they're little ones. And every change management expert out there has said in some form, and there's great research to support that, change management initiatives fail like a significant amount of time, like up to 80% of the time at the last stages of that process of building on that change, integrating it into your culture and making it stick, sustain and repeat. And so if those are our challenges, are there some things that we can do earlier and, and on an ongoing basis that ups our probability, increases our chances of being able to roll out the change management process better? I really think there is. I really want you to consider the choice of change readiness. Because if that change is going to happen, being ready for it is within our control. What are some things we can do individually and in groups to be most ready for whatever comes our way? Well, certainly there is a choice of attitude there. And when we look at the word attitude, often I describe it in workshops as a a set of behaviors directed at something or someone. And so if we say we have a change-ready attitude, it is a selected choice of behaviors knowing that that change is going to continue to come, but how we then respond to it is within our control. We have to recognize that everything changes and change is constant. Recently, I've been doing some writing and reflecting on the temporary organization Businesses were not built necessarily to withstand decades or longer that what happens when organizations and that life cycle of build, maintain, decline, reinvigorate, or uh, close, what, what are we learning about that business cycle in today's environment? So if we recognize that change is constant, it is up to us to stay connected, run those fundamentals, be aware of our processes, communicate with others. Even as we're not sure, being optimistic, even if you are not currently feeling it. Now, I don't want some fake rose-colored glasses enthusiasm, but we can choose how we look at something. So it does take some self-reflection. One of the ways that we can strengthen our change-ready muscles is to continue to learn new things. I am continuously pulling articles, videos, audio from other disciplines. Yesterday, I was listening to a speaker on economics. Economics is not my thing. However, she's tying her substantial research in economics to gig work. Ooh, that is my thing, right? 
So I wanted to hear some of her lectures on economics so I could understand some of her thought processes that then helped me understand what is happening in this gig economy while we are trying to undo or reframe traditional employment models. I learned some new things. And I'm always looking outside of my space to just gain some new insight. That helps me stretch my change-ready muscles to know I may not know what's coming at me, but that I've built that core set uh, based on strength to go, that's interesting. What are we going to do with that? I do believe we need to ask questions often. I believe we process those better when we write things down. And just really looking for those opportunities to help others cope with change. Some of our early episodes have talked about my areas that I'm passionate about around how we grieve change. And based on the Kubler and Ross models, we go through those stages of adjustment. So we know change is here to stay, right? That is part of the human condition. And it's going to remain relentless in the rest of our work careers. So consider what you can do now to build those stronger change muscles to adapt and respond to future change. I think it's good for us to consider how we demonstrate resilience when we are faced with unfamiliar or challenging circumstances. I want us to recognize that a current state is not sustainable, which will always drive new changes into a system. I want us to be able to function with flexibility, knowing that current roles in our teams will face new responsibilities periodically. And we have to get people ready for that and prepare them for the fact that frequent reassignment and reordering of priorities is normal. We recognize that a continuous flow of unplanned activities is the price, is the norm for today's organizations. So what we're trying to do is constantly engage in initiatives while creating more diverse ideas, working more in cross-function and cross-train teams, focusing ultimately on the success, not as much on what I love uh, is I've noted as discomfort on getting there. We do need to address issues and problems and roadblocks sooner. Showing a desire to experiment, yet tolerating ambiguity. There are just some days we don't know. Okay, does anyone else here struggle with ambiguity? I like, I, I am, and I really am a patient person in most areas of my life. But when I am waiting for an answer that is important to me, all patience goes out the door. Like, what do you mean I have to wait two weeks to find that out? I want to know now. So while I, that's probably mine, when things are uncertain, I have to do a gut check and recognize I just won't know right now. 
and that it is okay, that I can work in that messy middle. So we need to work harder together to overcome disruptions because those are going to happen, right? Change is going to hit. Disruptors will happen. We have to rebound. And rebound protocol steps we will take to rebound may not be known now because we don't know what that disruptor is, but we can have a plan and brigade ready. It's a, it's a skill set to adjust to whatever comes next. I do believe we need to create more dialogue, more opportunities for feedback so that when it hits, we have those channels in place. Whew. I also know that's a pretty tall order. I want us to continue to do the great work on addressing change and implementing it. And I want all of those initiatives to be really successful for you. And yet today, I want to encourage you on building out those fundamentals, creating those channels, running those drills. Because when we are more change ready, we will address and respond to that change way better. With more skill, with more insight, and ultimately making a bigger impact to all those we serve. Okay. While I really try to do keep my episodes pretty evergreen, if you're not familiar with that term, it seems to have come into popularity in the last couple of years. Evergreen episodes are not tied to a specific time of year, date, and there are great podcasts out there that are not evergreen. They're on current topics. But one of the things that I find in my world is that behavior is behavior is behavior, and that while we are ever changing, people are still people. So many of the topics that I deal with in my practice, whether I'm keynoting or training or consulting, many of the topics are pretty evergreen. They, it doesn't really matter what time of year, doesn't really matter um, what day or month the topics apply. However, I'm going to switch that up today. Today happens to be in the month of December 2022. And we have made some pretty significant decisions within our team here at the Pyramid Group for 2023. So I am super excited. I really am. I'm a little nervous too. True story. I'm a little nervous. Okay, I'm a lot nervous. We will have new podcast episodes in 2023. We are also rolling out the Workplace Chameleon courses and publications. What does that mean for you? You will be able to log on to our new learning management system that we are supporting and sponsoring and pick up a video course from me. You will be able to access some resources for free 
you will also be able to purchase other resources so that we can support your ongoing learning. And it's taken me a little, okay, it's taken me a while to get used to this because I'm like, there's so much content out there, right? And now I've had a number of just really important people in my life look at me and say, but we want to hear your voice in this. We see you live. We want some support in between. Then we want to have you back on site live. But meanwhile, can you share some stuff with us? So we are setting up some mechanisms to do that. We're super excited to share those with you. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being on this journey with us. I can't wait to tell you more. So stay tuned. And on behalf of the Workplace Chameleon, learn something new today. Smash mental health stigmas. And as always, make good choices. Until next time, this is Dr. Selena. <laughs>